0: The Gophers may not be a heavy passing team over the years, but they've had some dogs on the wide receiver position. And we're talking top five wide receivers of all time for the Golden Gophers. You are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast. Today, we're talking top five wide receivers all time for the Golden Gophers. And could Chris Ottman-Bell get on that list in his final year? We're jumping into all of that today. Now, this episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com college60 and use code college60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Now, like I said, we're talking about the top five receivers in Gophers history, in the program history, but let's talk about Chris Bell before we get into the official top five, because Chris Bell, so far currently in his career with the Gophers, is 13th in receiving yards all-time with 1,970, 12th in receptions all-time with 125, and 13th in touchdowns all-time with 13 touchdowns. Now, altogether, that probably puts him around the top 12 or top 10, maybe, in all-time production as a wide receiver. And he has 15.8 yards per catch in his career so far. Now, if you take that and you look at his pace, from last season, because he started off hot in two and a half games last year. If you look at the pace that he had set in those first two and a half games last year, it looked like it could have been a monster season for Chris Ottman Bell. If you would take that pace he started at and put it over the final 10 games that he missed, he would have been on a pace for 1,091 yards, five touchdowns on 55 receptions. Now that would be a rock solid year for a number one wide receiver. You add that pace to his total numbers, taking away the two and a half games and then adding back in with the full year, you get 2,847 all-time receiving yards, which would be fourth all-time in Gophers history, 17 touchdowns, which would be tied for sixth all-time in Gophers history, and 169 receptions, which would be fifth all-time in Gophers history. So you talk about Chris Bell having a really good season last year for a full season and not getting hurt. He would have put himself right on the edge, right on the cusp of that conversation. Now, those numbers would have put him maybe close to fifth or at least in an honorable mention, like a straight up, you're right there, sixth, seventh in Gophers history. So playing with Ethan in his final year, that should and could definitely help Crabb to get towards some of those impressive totals to wrap up his career. But it's as it stands, he isn't near the top five. We will call him TBD Honorable Mention for today's show because you just saw we could get real close to some of those numbers, but there's a lot to discuss beyond that as well, which we'll dive into to close up this episode. But who are the top five and are there any surprises when it comes to that? Are there any surprises to consider during the program's time? I think many are going to disagree with me in the top three, but sometimes the truth hurts and that's what we're talking about coming up next first we talk about our friends over at FanDuel grand slams no hitters and double plays are back and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel America's number one sports book and that's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet for up to a thousand dollars just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on sign up place your first bet And get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. What bets do I think you can maybe go out there and look at? Well, Aaron Judge and his home runs. Will he pick up where he left off? Or will he take a step back? That's what you can go look at. Look at the numbers over there on uh, FanDuel and you can look at other things as well as going over on strikeouts or maybe under on some strikeouts for certain pitchers. It's time for you to build your specialty and figure out what is going to hit and what won't, so don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to fanduel.com slash lockdown to sign up. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Gopher Sense. It is time to talk the top 5 receivers in Gopher's program history of all time. Now, to do this, we're looking at the stats across the games played as opposed to the number of seasons to get a better idea of it all. On top of that, we've got Two honorable mentions. We've already talked about our TBD honorable mention and Chris Atman Bell, but the two that I want to list is Eric Wheelwright and Ryan Thelman. Both had some great years. Both had some great numbers, but they weren't quite good enough to get on this list, in my opinion. Now, number five is Tutu Atwell. And to keep this one short and sweet, Tutu Atwell got it going in a time where passing wasn't big. It wasn't a big strength for Minnesota consistently, but during his time with the Golden Gophers, he was fourth all-time in receptions, fourth all-time in receiving yards, and sixth all-time in touchdowns. He's the, the only player with a stat better in any sort of those categories that isn't on this list is Ernie Wheelwright. I totally said Eric earlier, my bad. Ernie Wheelwright, who finished third all-time in in touchdown scored, receiving touchdowns, and he was our first honorable mention, but Tutu Atwell got it done. He comes in at number five for good reason. Now we move over to number four, and here's where things start to get a little bit more dicey, a little bit more detailed, because we're heading into number four, which is Gopher's great Rashad Bateman. Now, Bateman is by far one of the most talented players to play the position for Minnesota, and I believe he is the highest wide receiver drafted by the Gophers and one of the five Gophers drafted in the first round since 1967. He had 2,395 receiving yards, which is 6th all-time in program history, and he did that in only 31 games, which is the most impressive part of this whole thing. Now, each of the top five players above him, or the the players in the top five, let me rewind that, each of the five players above him in all-time receiving yards Played in 43 to 45 games. Like I just said, Rashad Bateman did it in 31 games. So it's absolutely crazy how quickly he put up those numbers. He averaged 20.3 yards per catch in 2019 as a sophomore. That's second all time in program history. He's super explosive. He averaged nearly 100 yards a game. He at, came in at 95 a game in the COVID year where he only played in five games during that season, which was a crazy year for the Big Ten to say the least. On top of that, he's top five in touchdowns, six in receiving yards, six in all while playing over a season's worth of games less than the others that finished above him in those categories. Now, he's Big Ten first team one year and Big Ten third team in a year. He was a Blitnikoff finalist second team SI and second team USA today. When it came to all Americans, third team AP all American, he was the Richter Howard receiver of the year, which is an award given out to the best receiver in the big 10 conference. And he still has school records for sophomore receiving yards, sophomore receiving touchdowns, freshman receptions and freshman receiving yards, along with the most receiving yards in one game at TCF bank stadium. Now, You give Bateman a full 43, 45 games like these other guys, and I am not sure he isn't the record holder in every single category, and that is why he comes in at number four, and that doesn't even mention how high he went in the draft. Now, kicking it off into the top three, here's where a little bit of of haters might come to my list, but you got to hear me out before you completely judge it. We're coming in at number three with Eric Decker. Now, I know many might probably want Eric Decker higher on this list for his productivity in the NFL, and while that is a major piece, I can see a case for it, but that doesn't weigh as heavy for us on this Gophers wide receiver list here. Now, I believe you can split hairs between two and three on this list. Eric Decker's second all-time in receiving yards with 3,119. He's the leader all-time in reception still for the program here at Minnesota. And he had some rushing production as well with 114 yards on the ground and one touchdown. Now, Stuart Mandela of Sports Illustrated claimed Decker was the third best wide receiver in the country in his senior year behind only Des Bryant and AJ Green. That's not bad company to be in. Both were monsters in college as well. And all three ended up really good pros as well. Now, he had one year of being a first team all Big Ten player in 2008. And there is a case for Decker to be two, maybe even one on this list if he didn't get injured during his senior year where he missed the final four or five games. So you you take that into account. You add four or five more games to his records, to his stats, then I think you do have a massive case for him to finish higher on this list. But ifs and buts, we can't do it here. So he comes in at number three for us, where he also finished as a third round pick. In 2010 to the Broncos. Now kicking it over to number two. Like I said, it's splitting hairs on this one between two and three. But for me, number two is Ron Johnson. Now, Ron is that guy, plain and simple. Yes, I have in front of I have him in front of Eric Decker, and here is why. Both played 45 games total, yet Ron finished only 188 yards behind Eric Decker, but he had seven touchdowns more receiving wise. And he did it on thirty receptions less than Eric Decker, so he was more efficient with the ball. And it happened in a time where the golfers were not a pass-heavy team. In fact, it was very, it was not very prevalent at all during Ron Johnson's time. They just didn't pass the ball as much as a high-powered passing offense would in the early 2000s in Eric Decker's time. In fact, Decker's squad was one of the most pass-happy gopher teams that we've seen ever. And Weber, who was his quarterback, was 21st in the entire nation in attempts in 2008. Now, with all of that, I would argue that Ron did more with less in a time where it wasn't done as often in the game. So Ron ended up as a fourth-round pick in the 2002 NFL Draft to the Ravens. He had one season over 1,000 yards, and in that season, he averaged 18.1 yards per reception, which is insane. Ron Johnson tied an NCAA record with a reception in 46 straight games during his time, and also during his time, he recorded eight 100-yard receiving games and led Minnesota in receptions and receiving yards for three seasons. Johnson also set a school record with seven straight games with a receiving touchdown, and he had one year of being a first-team All-Big Ten player in 2000. Now, you close off the top five list with the top receiver in the program, and I got to give it to him. He gets the nod no matter what for me, and that is Tyler Johnson, leader of receiving yards, 3,305, leader of receiving touchdowns with 33 touchdowns, All the while, and this is the biggest part, all the while playing with another receiver that cracked the top five on this list in Rashad Bateman and another that we gave a to to be determined honorable mention in Chris Amon Bell. That is by far the most impressive thing here, in my opinion, considering Minnesota was still a bottom 30 team in pass attempts in the nation, coming at, at 102nd in the nation in a passing attempts in that 2019 season. Now, he had two seasons over 1,000 yards. He was a first team All-Big Ten by media two times, and he was a first team Big 10 all media or all coaches one time as well as a second team by the coaches as a junior one time now NFL draft picked in 2020 came in at the 5th round he hasn't seen a ton of opportunity in the pros but he continues to land roster spots and he is a Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers but you talk about his school records and this is where you can't really debate it for me right now He has school records in career receiving yards, career 100-yard receiving games, career reception touchdowns, season receiving yards, season receptions, season receiving touchdowns, season 100-yard games, consecutive games with a touchdown, consecutive games with 100 yards, most receptions in a bowl game, most receiving yards in a bowl game, most reception touchdowns in a bowl game, and there are even more. I just, I didn't want to keep going and... Go on and on and on for this time because he still has more school records on top of all that. So, this list, in my opinion, cannot be topped by anyone else. And I'm still hoping he can get a shot in the NFL in the near future to get more opportunity on the field. Now, let me know in the comments over on YouTube do you agree? Do you disagree? Who did I miss on this list? I want to know your top five down below. But you've heard the official top five from me, but theres is there any chance Chris Ottman-Bell, who we discussed to open the show, could realistically enter his name in this conversation? That's how we're going to close this one here at Lockdown Golden Gophers. Gophers fans, thanks again for making us your number one show your first listen when it comes to Gophers daily sports. I appreciate it. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube so you don't miss other conversations. We're having some big ones this week. We're going to talk about is Wisconsin getting overrated, overhyped for the 2023 season. We're going to talk about the underrated, underrated when it comes to recruiting ratings, players that the Gophers brought in during PJ Flex time here, that over overperformed and really showed out over his time. We're going to talk about that one this week. I hopefully have a guest for you this week as well, which I'm hoping comes through tomorrow's show. And it's going to be a great time. Be sure to hit subscribe, but let's talk about this thing to close it off. Will Crab have an opportunity to put his name into this top five? Could he sneak into the top or could he sneak into that fifth spot? I think there's a case that could be made if he absolutely goes ballistic. Now, we talked about what his numbers would have been if you just added the pace from last season. He would have finished in the fourth all-time in receiving yards, sixth all-time in touchdowns, and fifth all-time in receptions. So if he comes up with numbers like that, I think he's right there in the honorable mention category. But let's talk about if he absolutely balls out, if he has a crazy year, if he puts up like 1,500 receiving yards. In one season, in this final season, with a quarterback as talented as Ethan Calliak McManus, do I think he could creep into the conversation? Yes. I think he could creep up into that fifth spot if he went absolutely insane this year. But I don't know how likely that is to happen, knowing the Gophers have so many talents to spread the ball around to. I don't know if it's attainable for him to get above that fifth slot, but I think depending on how the year plays out and how historic of a year he has, he could maybe enter his name into that conversation. Now, does him being here for six, seven years hurt his hurt his ability to attain that, hurt his case to be in the top five? Maybe, I mean, right now he's played 45 games, which is the same as all the guys that we have on that list outside of Bateman who had 31, like we talked about. So having more games might be a little bit more unfair or you have to take that into consideration as you move it so i definitely think it could hurt his case but you could also look at the flip side of he's been with mo ibrahim for basically his entire career in which this has been one of the most run heavy teams and especially last year he had or the last two years he's had one of the most run heavy teams in the entire country that has passed the ball barely more than the uh armed force academies. So I think if you're going to take the six, seven years into consideration, then you also have to take into consideration how much this team went away from passing and ran the ball from 2020 to 2022. Now, all of that being said, I think that we probably won't have a insane year, like a 1500 yard year from Chris Atman-Bell this year, just because the ball will likely spread out a lot more across heavy talents like Brevin Spanford, like Daniel Jackson, like Elijah Spencer, and like Corey Crooms. All of those guys are widely talented. So I think that likely leaves this one as a not very likely to happen. Now, regardless, I think we're all ready to see this passing game go crazy in 2023. And I am excited for these Gophers to step up in a year of a tough schedule. That's going to do it for us today on Locked On Golden Gophers. I hope you appreciated the show. Let me know if there's other top five lists you want us to get going here at Locked On Golden Gophers. Drop them in the comments over on YouTube or be, feel free to DM us at L-O-Golden Gophers on Twitter and I'll take those into consideration as well. This is Kane Rob signing off tomorrow. I'm hoping to have a basketball guest for you on the show and if it all works out, it's going to be a great one. I'll see you then. Row the boat. Skyima. Go Gophers.